Welcome to the party. I'm Sam Ekstrom of Locked On Sports Minnesota. Today's the day for Luke Inman's Hendon Hooker vindication or utter and complete shame. Hey, this is Arif Hassan with Pro Football Network. I've been told that Luke Braun has a very specific permutation of draft picks for the Vikings that he'd be excited to see. And I am celebrating the fact that that will not happen. I'm Luke Braun of Locked On Vikings, and I am so excited to get hurt. It's draft day, baby! Luke Inman on Twitter, at Luke underscore Spinman. Hey, go easy on my buddy Sam today. I know he's super bummed after today. I can't do my draft countdown bit anymore because draft day is officially here. We've got official NFL draft predictions for the Minnesota Vikings and a first-round mock coming up on the Minnesota Football Party. Locked on Sports Minnesota Podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. It's time for the Minnesota Football Party. It's your guys hanging out talking next-level Vikings football. So join in with Pro Football Network's Arif Hassan, Locked On Vikings' Luke Braun, Superior Sports Talk's Luke Inman, and Vikings insider Sam Ekstrom, plus the biggest names in Minnesota football for the Minnesota Football Party. And it starts now. Welcome to the party. I'm Sam Ekstrom. It's the day that we've all been waiting for. We've predicted, we've projected, we've prognosticated, we've gone every various direction that we could possibly go with the NFL draft. We made it to draft Thursday. Luke, Luke, Arif, I'm Sam. Welcome to this uh, draft day edition of the Minnesota Football Party, which is presented by FanDuel. Sportsbook, the official sportsbook partner of Locked On. Make every moment more at fanduel.com slash locked on. Myriad draft props if you want to get on the action today. Fanduel.com slash locked on. On today's show, Minnesota Vikings predictions for the first round tonight. What's going to happen? We'll stamp in, plant our flag in the predictions that we'd like to make. We're also going to do a first round mock alternating picks. And we'll get Ron Johnson's final thoughts as well as he joins a little later in the show. Luke Inman, man, the author of the NFL Draft Buzz newsletter. Uh, you've got to be elated today. This is this this is this is your biggest day of the year. I'm happy for you. Christmas, Fourth of July, birthday, roll them all up. Doesn't get any better than this, Sam. I love it. Luke Braun, you've got to be excited too. You've had to uh, kill a lot of kill a lot of time on Lockdown Vikings talking about this day. Now you can. Uh, you know, just kill time until training camp after this. Very excited to be able to talk about people who are actually Vikings instead of talk slash get mad about people who may or may not be Vikings. And then right. posting the Viking meme. That's still going to happen after the draft, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, that's I a year-round bit. That, that's 24-7, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And Arif Hassan. I, I have had... Go ahead. I've had so many less people asking me about like this player or that player because I th like they know that if they're like, hey, what do you think about so and so? I'm just going to post a Viking meme. Is there a Will Hernandez of this draft that people fell in love with beforehand and will just choose to continue to link to the Vikings for years and years after? Almost certainly. I like it's I, almost tongue in cheek with him. Like it's not it's not one of those where he ended up being like such a star that you have a lot of regret. It's just right. 
kind of it's, a just, it's just the Vikings passed on him and then everyone got really upset. And so that just continued being a thing. And every time a news story about him appeared, it, people would talk about it. And I feel like if the Vikings like pass on like Joey Porter, right, who might fall, mm. right? Like there's been a lot of this past week, Joey Porter has been falling in mocks, has been falling by the consensus board. Um, he might fall past the Vikings might pick like a Cam Smith or Deontay Banks ahead of him, right? And so if Joey Porter Jr. falls, I think a lot of people might treat him the same way they treated Will Hernandez, regardless of like what the actual prospects for his success are. Uh, you can find Locked On Sports Minnesota wherever you get podcasts. We're free on YouTube, Locked On Sports Minnesota. Subscribe there. Also, Amazon Fire and Roku. Find the Locked On Sports Minnesota app. Let's dive into predictions. I've broken mine down in several different ways. I've got a scenario for if they trade out of the first round. I've got a scenario for if they trade back within the first round. I've got a stay put scenario. You can go whichever way you want with it. Uh, Luke Inman, your first round Minnesota Vikings prediction. Arif tweeted out earlier, I'm not sure how long ago, within 24 hours. In 2018, the morning of the draft, the yeah. odds for the number one overall pick was Sam Darnold, minus 350. Baker Mayfield, the morning of the draft, 10 hours before the draft, was 25 mm -hmm. to 1. And it just goes to show you, like, even hours leading up to the draft, more times than not, you never know what's going to happen. I'm fairly confident, though, Sam, I could say this. The Vikings are either going to trade up for a quarterback, they're either going to trade down for more picks, or they're going to take the best cornerback or wide receiver on the board at pick 23. That I feel very good about. Okay, okay, okay. You've covered, bits over. You've, okay, you've bits covered over. all your bits options. Over. Gun to my head. Here's what I'll say. There's been so much stuff about the Vikes doing more homework than any other team out there on all these quarterbacks, and now the rumor <laughs> is, all right, they're moving up to three. Maybe they're going to draft Anthony Richardson, okay? And that would be really cool. That would be really fun. I, I wouldn't have a problem with that as long as they got the right guy, and that guy, I think, in my opinion, is Anthony Richardson because if you're going to take a home run swing, move all the way up there, he's the guy to do it on. He's the guy to get, but... I just think about how much draft capital you would have to give up to get there. I mean, you're talking a minimum of three first-round picks yep. plus some extra seconds and thirds in the mix, too. I mean, there's a reason no team has ever moved from the 20s into the top five before because it just costs too much. Like, you're just mortgaging so much of your future. You know, if they do that and they miss on whoever they pick, you've just set yourself back so many years, the franchise back at least four or five years from now. So is that what Quasi and KOC want to risk their jobs on in only, you know, year two of this new chapter with them? Again, I'm fine with it, but easy to say for me sitting in my chair, my job's not on the line. Gun to my head, I don't think the front office, when it gets down to crunch time here later tonight, is just going to have the guts to pull the trigger on such a massive blockbuster trade like that, honestly. I think they wait and see if one of the quarterbacks starts to drop, which sounds like they might. Again, never know. Anything can happen. Stroud, Levis, or Richardson make a move uh, you know, to 10, 11, 12, somewhere in that range, and only give up one first-rounder, an extra first, instead of three first-rounder. But if if not, and one of those quarterbacks doesn't fall right in their lap, I think Quasey's going to do everything he can, everything in his power, to move back and try to get as many extra picks as he possibly can. Even if he has to take a discount compared to the Jimmy Johnson trade chart or whatever it may be, because everyone wants to trade back like it's so easy. But when you're sitting all the way at 23, like who's trading up and for who? Like I'm legitimately asking you guys because – 
anyone who's still on the board at 23 that's worth trading up for, Vikings should probably be looking at taking anyways because whoever it is probably fills one of their biggest glaring needs well, right we'll now see, anyway, we'll unless it's an old that. lineman or a tight end or maybe right. Bijan yeah, yeah. or something like that, right? Right, yeah, exactly. So like the I think it's the first mock I put out, I had Bijan falling all the way to 23 and Buffalo trading up to take That's right. I remember that. That's right. Yeah. And then so Bikes took Ant- Antonio Johnson? Safety uh, oh, from Texas A&M, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad pick a reef. Um, but, but, um, 1.0. 1.0. Don't 1.0, worry. 1.0, it's 1.0, in the 1.0. history book store. Like, it's going to happen in the actual draft, and I'll celebrate it. <laughs> right. Um, right. But um, I, I do think that there's like, if if the Vikings are, and it very much seems like, at least in the Spielman era, that the Vikings, and it wouldn't shock me if Quasi was like this too, is that the Vikings, if they've got multiple players on the board that they like the same amount, they just trade down and take whichever player mm-hmm. they end up with. They've done that so many times, so mm-hmm. many times. Um, it's funny because they were telling that story about drafting Christian Derrissaw where they had multiple players that they liked, including Derrissaw. They traded down with the Jets, and then they ran out of players like three picks ahead. Of of they only had Derisaw left, and they're like, "Oh God, oh Jesus!" And then he fell. But like um, the the Vikings do this all the time. They do it all the time in the third round. It wouldn't shock me if at pick twenty three they were like, "Hey, there's two corners and a receiver. We like them all equally. We're going to trade down four picks." And mm-hmm. you know, it's it's unlikely that all three of those guys will be gone by then. Which I've played in enough simulators where I that you can't trust that. No, but right. you never know. But, but, but worth the risk. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, Yeah. so it it wouldn't shock me if like, hey, there's a guy at 23 that someone's willing to trade up for. And that guy might be a guy the Vikings like and the Vikings are still comfortable with it just because of the way that that board is constructed. Mm -hmm. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, I think like of the non cornerback options right in the first round that the Vikings could um, pick at 23 without trading up or down. I think someone like uh, if like Jackson Smith and Jeeva falls, right? Mm -hmm. Like that would be. Um, I think a really great pick there, even if a lot of people kind of reject him to be a slot only guy. Um, I, I really like that option. Obviously, a quarterback would be a great option. Um, I, I'm pretty curious about like, you know, whether or not like what if it is like a Kalijah Cansey? What if they pick him at 23? Like, how would you feel given that the Vikings only have like five picks right now in the draft? And that I would not argue is at the top of the need list for the Vikings. It's not at the bottom, that's for sure. But it's not at the top of the need list for the Vikings. Like, how would you feel? about them spending pick 23 specifically on that. Personally, I wouldn't love it. I, I would rather see another team. I, I, get, I mean, he's just an outlier, right? I mean, if he's four inches taller, we're probably talking about him in the top 10, but uh, history shows that he may have a tough time in the NFL, it, as good as his upside is, and when he flashes, it's outstanding. But at 23, rather watch some other team take a swing on him, and I would rather play it a little bit more safe, go get one of these cornerbacks. Again, you mentioned Joey Porter, love Deontay Banks as well. Maybe they want a wide receiver to pair with Justin Jefferson, I guess that's fine too. I lean more corner than anything else, even though I'm all about the value. You can find some great guys in round three and four as well, just like they found a Caleb Evans. But um, that top tier of cornerbacks for me, uh, I'm leaning that direction more than a Quentin Johnston from TCU or even Jordan Addison. If Jackson Smith fell in their lap, I would be maybe sprinting to the podium though. Uh, He's clearly in that top tier for me. So Luke, Luke, I need to hold your feet to the fire here. I need a name. I need a name. Who are they coming away with tonight? If a reef's telling me that Joey Porter Jr. might slip, if they hand in the card at 23, mm-hmm. uh, I'm praying it's Joey Porter Jr. If not, maybe Deontay Banks. But I'll, I'll say Joey Porter Jr. 
All right. That's actually who I thought in the stay put scenario. That's who I think you stay put for. Arif, mm-hmm. is that, would you like to venture uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba? Is he getting past Pittsburgh uh, at 17? Joey Porter? I, I don't I don't think Pittsburgh is that sentimental okay. of a team. I mean, it would be fun, obviously, yeah. but I just, teams nowadays, they're all about, you know, getting maximizing value, right? right? And so, you know, yeah, kids these days, you know. Yeah, these kids, but, these teams, Mike Tomlin. <laughs> and they got no, that no, respect for, no respect for history. That, that rascal, Mike Tomlin. right. <laughs> Not at all, none. <laughs> <laughs> we got to hear from Luke Braun. But uh, what, are you, what are you thinking? Well, uh, Sam, Whoa. hold on. Hey. You didn't let me answer. I oh, don't. Sorry. I don't think uh, JSN is going to fall that far. I just. I don't think no. that's going to happen. So I'm not going to project him there. Um, and as much as I have been linking Deontay Banks to the Vikings, and if the Vikings take him, I'm gonna. I'm gonna run that victory lap regardless of what I say here. I just think it's a little bit unlikely. Um, I. I'm gonna go with Luke here. I think that Joey Porter Jr. is the most likely pick at 23 if they stay there. And like last week, I had a different answer. Two weeks ago, I had a different answer. Um, but that's my draft day prediction, which it's also Luke, so I don't get my, as much credit. Beautiful. I'll share it with you. All right, great. All right, Bron. Yeah, I guess up. I'll go to the corner as well. Um, but not Joey Porter Jr. Just because I. I think him falling all the way to 23. I, don't know, I still feel like we are sitting in a world where like there's four corners off the board or something like that, but I don't see Cam Smith going. So in the stay put scenario, I'll, I'll give it to Cam Smith, but oh, also the stay put scenario for me. Yeah. I like, I like uh, Kevin Seifert gave us <laughs> Emmanuel Forbes <laughs> at 23 in his mock. Yeah, I saw Based that. on what he thinks like, the Vipers have obsessed with him. That's Kuiper's third corner. He's I've obsessed. seen two or three mocks like yesterday and today that connected Emmanuel. I've seen a lot of mocks. This isn't like mm-hmm. I saw like 800 mocks that connected Emmanuel. but I saw two or three mocks in the last two days that have connected Emmanuel Forbes to the Vikings. I don't, I don't love him as a first rounder. I just, I, that, that size concern is just so, so overwhelming for me. Would yeah. you rather have Forbes Ringo or Cam Smith? Uh, Smith, then Ringo, then Forbes. I, I like Ringo more than, uh, than either of you, I think, but, Ringo right now is like ranked like 49. Like he fell in the yeah, he did. board. Yeah. yeah. You remember the early yeah, mocks? Yeah, really he, was, he was like top six, top seven for yeah, a little bit. He was right and there. Now, yeah. Now he's like 48 or something like that. I, I'm, I'm going to say if the Vikings actually pick at 23, I'll actually be kind of surprised. Like I think a trade up yeah. or a trade down chance. is like, yeah. Uh, it, if they do not accomplish the the very aggressive trades up that they're trying, if the quarterback that they want are gone, then yeah, then I think they start working the phones and they just start trying to get the biggest package that they can. I, I think with uh, like a, a lot of the trade downs Rick Spielman did, like like Arif said, they were kind of value moves where ah, we got three players, maybe we can move mm-hmm. down a little bit, see if we can still get one of these guys. With this particular situation, I mean, I'm sure Quasi will do plenty of that too in his time here. Uh, but with this particular situation, I think if they strike out on getting their QB of the future, the next most important goal will be set up next year to get the QB of the future. So totally. who wants to give us a first? Yeah. We'll move back as far as we have to. I totally. think that becomes the what the the conversation going in. So uh, you know. If if you're gonna stay up for the whole round, 
emotionally prepare yourself for the Vikings to not make any selections today because that is and, like and very prepare yourself. And, Paul, and, Paul Allen did allude to that. He always does a morning radio hit where he, he makes his prediction and he said today that, that could very well yeah this morning he said that could very well happen and he's probably the most informed uh, of anyone right. commentating on this in this market well it's funny I, after the kevin seifert article about the 2003 draft gaff with mike tice came out it, it said in yeah. there after that happened tice because he was so uh, embarrassed and ashamed of getting booed when he showed up to winter park from there on out the next two drafts i think until he got canned he was sharing his board the big board with paul allen so he knew i don't know i doubt rick spielman and company did that with pa and everything else but obviously pa's in oh, the they, know, but they did it's for funny sure. oh PA, think so? pa knew stuff yeah pa knew stuff but they didn't new share stuff. the board, sharing the board though PA. well who yeah. know, who knows who knows what they shared but they shared like their hopes and dreams with paul allen well Ty, yeah yeah no Ty i mean, showed I mean, them behind the curtain though yeah after so that I'll, 2003 I'll say, this, I'll say this we we i love pa i'm on a show all the time i think we do overemphasize a lot of the stuff that he says he did nail the anthony Barr pick when i think none of us saw that coming do it back in 2014 and that was obviously his Spielman zimmer draft um and he has nailed some of the picks since then some of them less impressive like trey waynes everyone liked trey waynes to the vikings at the time uh some of them a little bit more impressive like anthony Barr. i know that he talked up laquan treadwell that day but he did talk up a number of receivers that day too um so i do think that the vikings do share some stuff with paul allen um i especially in the spielman era I will also say that like he he is a tea leaf reader like a lot of us. He just has more accurate tea leaves to read sometimes. Like he still Agreed. has to well, make some it's guesses. It's not gospel. Yeah. He's definitely has some educated guesses for sure. It's not gospel though. For well, this many will be hits, the test. He's, he's missed a couple times too. Because he sure. was he was alluding to running back this morning. He was alluding to Gibbs after and, a trade back. And, and Robinson potentially after a trade back, and if that that's the occurs, thing too, I mean, you can you, you know if you can fling is. out if you can pull an Inman and fling out seven things. <laughs> I mean, probably one of them are going to be right too. I, not I don't wrong. think Gibbs makes that out of the first round. I don't think so. I, I, I think, I think the, two running backs in the first round. Hot take: I think Gibbs might be a better NFL pro than Bijan. I don't, I don't, I don't think that I don't, this, this feels like the Kenyon Drake years, is going to be the years, best out of those Bama running backs take, even though oh, geez. Like the, I hated okay. that. Take. So yeah. many people had that take. Yeah. He's like, well, he's a better NFL running. Back. No, if he was Alabama would have played him more. Um, this is not the same because Jameer Gibbs obviously played a lot, but mm-hmm. I, it just feels like a take for take's sake. I don't know, Luke. I can't, I can't get behind that one. It could um, be. Let's talk I about did, it in five years. Let's talk Bring about it, it in five years. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I think Bijan is so good, man. I think it's just, oh, he's great. Like, we have to like get out of our head, and this is independent of the Jameer Gibbs take. You might be right about that, but like we just have to get out of our heads on this running back value conversation. And I lead the conversation sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Like I am one hundred percent. Hey, don't draft a running back in the first round. But sometimes we let that impact our conversation about a player, just like generally, mm-hmm. like like sometimes it's just like, hey, we could just talk about how good Bijan is for like a second. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like we could do that. Like we've and swung the pendulum so far to the right side. Now it feels like it, we got to start bringing prevented it back us from learning about bit. the position. It, ha- it has. Yeah, it has. Right? Like, like people have such a, a difficulty talking about like the mechanics of what makes a running back good. It has been years since I've seen a discussion about whether or not contact balance or vision is more important for a running back. And we haven't talked about types of running back vision or the ways that running backs have vision for zone mm-hmm. versus like, like these are all like important styles of footwork. 
Right. Like, like Marshawn Lynch's running style was so unique that all of these comps to Marshawn Lynch that we see every year seem like they never work. The only comp that to Marshawn Lynch that I ever liked was one that I made. Cause of course I like it when I do stuff and I'm never wrong. Um, but Luke, you agreed with me at the time. It was Kareem Hunt in the fourth round. Oh you liked my the, gosh. Right. I loved it. Oh. Yeah. Um, but oh like, my gosh. we never have these discussions anymore. We're just like, he catches passes. He might be like Saquon. Like, right. Oh, Come no, on, you're right. Dog. No, you're totally right. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, um, that's a yeah. great point. I just want to tap into what Luke mentioned as far as like, all right, Vikings, watch all these quarterbacks come and go. They're sitting there at 23. Immediately, the next plan, plan B, is we got to set up for the future. Sam brought up a great point yesterday. They're already down multiple picks for next year, too. They lost their third and swapped it for a fourth with the Detroit for the Hawkinson. Sam, what else did you mention? Is it the Jalen Rager the, move? Rager, down yeah, they gave up a, I oh. think it was a conditional fifth uh for Rager so they're down to five picks already already so even more you know gas on the fire to move back even if you got to do it at a discount move back even if you got to move all the way deep into the second round if it means getting extra picks next year like a first or something like that that becomes the go-to for sure uh, 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 I like that yeah I'll give you I'll give you a trade back possibility here after I remind people that were brought to you today by Built Bar if you're looking for a delicious snack, you don't want all the sugar and calories. You need the best tasting protein bar in the galaxy. It's Built Bar. You got to try this amazing protein bar with very low sugar, very low calories, very high in protein to give you that pick-me-up if you're a little hungry. Uh, it's got good collagen protein. It processes well, but it's still 100% real chocolate. It's an amazing dichotomy, but somehow they, they thread the needle. And with these amazing flavors, churro, peanut butter, brownie, cookies, and cream, they make it work. And here's how accessible Built Bar is now. You can just stroll on down to your local Walmart, your local Sam's Club, pick up some of those specialty flavors uh, in the pharmacy section, or you can always head to Built.com. Use that promo code LOCKDOWN15. So head to Walmart, head to Sam's Club, head to Built.com, pick up some Built Bars, uh, and load up on those today. They're the best protein bar ever. I already voiced that I think Joey Porter Jr. is the stay put option. Trade up option, I think, is Houston at 12. I think if you want to jump the line and, and get in front of all these quarterback needy teams, I think you got to go up 10 picks or more. I think Houston at 12, they presumably have taken their quarterback at this point, presumably. I think you just pick swap in the first, give them a future first, and maybe a fourth to see if that gets it done. Um, and you take Richardson. I think Richardson is the clear trade-up option. Trade-back option, and this goes off what Braun was saying, the way-back option. I think Seattle, I, I think you look at what Seattle could, Seattle could conceivably get three first-round picks. They've got five, they've got 20. If Seattle wants to get back up into the first round, you could get Seattle second, third, and fourth. Um, and that would be pretty much equal in the Jimmy Johnson chart. Maybe instead you try to get that future pick, Luke, like you talked about. But what about trading back with Seattle, adding at least one, maybe even getting both of their second round picks um, or a future high pick from Seattle back to 37? What do you guys think about that? You should check that out is. the ultimate mock draft on the Lockdown NFL Draft uh, podcast Yeah, Luke feed. pulled that, didn't you? Yeah, something similar. Yep. Yeah, traded back yep. got the two, like you got the two right? twos, yeah. and Seattle in that yeah, locked on special but, mock. Yeah, I was uh, just it, and Cam Smith fell out of the first, and I got him. In, okay, Th that turns out to be great. I will say, importantly, Luke did give up on a quarterback. 
that just fell. Yeah, Will Levis was on the board and I traded out. Yeah, so that's, 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 I I make no apologies. uh, I do. Or I no, I just make insults. There's no reason to apologize. Um, But yeah, I mean, there's no reason to apologize. (laughs) In that specific scenario, I think that that's bad. But generally speaking, I like that, especially if you can get Cam Smith. Then again, the Vikings did trade down and get Andrew Booth anyway, and that's been working out spectacularly for them. Um, But no, that that specific scenario, Sam, that you outlined, I think would be pretty phenomenal. You said pick 37, right? That's what Seattle has. Pick 37. They also own 52. If you could get both, that's amazing. If you could get like a two, three, and four, I think you still say yes. Or like if you can get if you can get a two if you can get a two, three, and four, and that two is before pick forty or something like that. I that sounds phenomenal to me because especially Mm -hmm. if you're in that second tier of cornerbacks, like the distinctions between your Deontay Banks, your Cam Smith, your Keely Ringo's, maybe your Emmanuel Forbes, those distinctions I think are fairly small, right? And so if you can get one of those guys in the same tier and you end up with like another third round pick or something like that, I that I think is pretty wonderful. I think that's good. I I would I would recommend depending on how the cornerback board has fallen, or maybe that's not your target, right? I don't know. Um, but like I like that, especially if like people have been um, you know really pounding the table for offensive linemen and quarterbacks and running backs, like just picks that the Vikings wouldn't take. So you've got a pretty healthy board by the time you get to pick 37 or whatever. I I think that that would be great. And I'd strongly prefer that to them taking my favorite guy at 30 or at 23. Mm -hmm. My, My trade back within the first round option would be with new Orleans, a team that needs help does not have a pick until number 29, maybe identify something six spots up, and then if you do pick tonight, my prediction is Miles Murphy at pick 29. That I think he falls late in the first round and the Vikings go edge. How many edge think... rushers do they need, man? The Vikings? They only have yeah, I, 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 I get Smith that under three... contract next year. Right. I was about to say, I get that they only have like three edge rushers and yeah. none of the starters for under contract for next year. But that is like because like the idea, I think that they're still going to try and work out an extension for Daniil Hunter. And the idea is to audition Marcus Davenport. Right. Like I, knowing that like two of your three edge rushers are, are not under contract next year, I don't think is exactly the same thing. This Patrick Jones but slander. I'm not going to take it anymore. either, guys. Sure. Can yeah, somebody, there's a lot of ways to that somebody problem. just say his name. They should grab an edge rusher in this year's draft. That, I will say that. Yeah. Who's taking yeah, Keon they, White, guys? Why did they invite Keon White to the draft? Is he going first round, Keon White? I mean, they only so. invited 20 guys, right? So you'd think there right. have been instances where people who've been invited to the draft do not get drafted. We've it's, seen that. That's right not a perfect round. hit rate. You're right. right. But clearly they're but hearing something really that there's enough teams rate. in the market. I, I, I do yeah. kind of want to take a look at this maybe next year mm-hmm. um, where we take a look at everybody who's been invited to the draft over the past five, yes. six years, and then identify the ones that were surprises at the time, right? Because we're going to get an overall hit rate. That overall hit rate is going to be like 97%. That's not going to be a useful number. Take a look at the ones that were surprises yes. at the time and then mm-hmm. see how often those guys specifically were drafted. Um and, and maybe also how well they did, right? Because maybe they didn't get drafted in the first round, but like, you know, they turned out to be great. Like they turned out to be like Creed Humphrey or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know why that name stuck in my head as like, <laughs> it's a perfect. I mean, name. he's the, he's the best setter in the NFL, right? So perfect name. Yeah. But, but um, yeah, Keon white being invited is 
is really interesting because he was not in a lot of these discussions. And then I put together the final update for the big board from March to April, right? March 29th to April 26th. And uh, and and Keon White just kind of rocketed up. He's like 37 or something. I could take a look. But, you know, he moved up pretty substantially. Mm-hmm. Let's do a quick little sim here before Ron Johnson joins. I have already pre-simulated the first 18 picks of the first round on Pro Football Network. We are going to navigate these final five picks until the Vikings. Um, here's what it looks like at this point. Smith and Jigba is gone. Nolan Smith, Peter Skaronsky. Was that to the Colts? There must have been a trade. Whoa. Yeah, let's see what the details that. were. Whoa. Bucks Will traded Anderson. up to nine to get Levis? Whoa. Houston An up to four to get trade. Will Anderson. 12 to four, not a quarterback. Incredible. <laughs> that is outstanding. I, that PFN, rules. I respect it. Yeah. PFN, Bucks we've discovered, is Levis, very bold. Yeah. Very fun. bold. Chicago the, uh, must have moved back. They're picking 14. They pick uh, yeah. offensive Skaronsky. line. Interesting. Lucas Van Ness, Jets 15. Where, what happened in the Dijon, top five? 16. Yeah, it was, come on. Bryce, Bryce Anthony wow. Richardson. Wow. Oh, Texans. That's... Anthony Richardson and Will Anderson. Yeah. Will Levis up to uh, the Bucks up to nine to get Levis. Ooh, that's a good one. CJ that's Stroud a, that's to the Lions. Scene. Oh, no. I love it. This rule. Oh, this is a chaos mock. Hilarious. This rules. This is so much better CJ than we Stroud would have would done on our such own. Such a good pick for the Lions. That yeah, was right. that's, that's a great pick. They and they still get Witherspoon. Oh my God! Oh, I'd be oh, apple. This is a nightmare this scenario is a, here. This is an Armageddon this scenario is a for the NFC North. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy and the and the Bears got Skaronsky, so they don't have to debate about who's tackling. And they stars. traded back they too. They got extra picks. They traded back and got Skaronsky. Gosh. Oof. All right. So the Patriots are trading back. They're on the clock at 19. Patriots are looking at Darnell Wright, Brian. Branch, Deontay Banks, Joey Porter Jr. Let's go around alternating. We'll go with Luke Inman. You get this pick for the Patriots. Are you taking? Everybody's connecting the dots between Zay Flowers and the Patriots. Is Zay still on the board? I don't see him right here in this little Weird. ranking. Oh, there's Zay. Yeah, yeah Zay. So I would say Zay, board, yeah. even though he's ranked 34th here, just because th- that's what I've seen the mock the most. Also, like, since when do the Patriots care about the consensus ranks, right? Uh, totally, right? Yeah. Cole Strange, Chattanooga. Right? Uh, so I think I messed this up. I thought I could just manually pick whenever I wanted to, if I paused, oh, but apparently like that's not all the case. Of the teams. No, you have to select all the teams to do that. Gosh, dang it. Oh, that was such just a crazy All right. We're just, we're just simming then we're simming up to the Vikes. <laughs> uh, the Patriots take Ringo Porter. Right. Oh, Banks, wow. Right. Jeez, a run on corners. Wow. Wow. Ringo Porter banks. Wait, you simmed Michael. Like you didn't. Wait, I didn't snip. click pause fast enough. We're going to restart and edit this thing. This is this sucks. a bad omen for draft night for the Vikings? <laughs> Remember this moment. How did it moment. take us a tight end of all things? Right. I don't know. The last thing we need. Let's we take Michael, another Notre Dame tight end. This is the problem, though. I want to sim like a decent amount of this. I don't want to manually make these picks. Is well, that... okay, but but just just yeah. just Re- only select to... the Vikings. <laughs> okay. Select the Vikings. Maybe, right. maybe like if you wanted to to sim the people picking right ahead of the Vikings, you can choose in the sim. I want to be the Patriots. I want to be the Ravens. I want to be the Chargers. Yeah, I there you go. Be... Just those four. Okay. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Okay. So who are they now? Patriots, Ravens, Ravens, Ravens yep. Chargers, Jets. Chargers, 
and one, sure one more you, or no jags are after like seattle's 20 tampa's Seattle. 19 that's, that's who we want. detroit okay let's draft let's try this again all right not quite as chaotic this time around all right that was way more normal Chase Young uh, getting it, traded it, to the Seattle for all pick auto five. offers. Yeah, except all auto offers for people like that. Wow, look at that. And the Texans still get Will Anderson. Jeepers. Oof. Will Levis to seven? The oh, prophecy. Wow. Devin Witherspoon at 12. This is great. Uh, I, yeah. Chiefs move up for Skaronsky. Except. What? The Giants getting Bijan after franchising Saquon? Wow. <laughs> I don't know what kind of offense that is, but I'm excited to see it. <laughs> yeah, what formation is that uh, go-to? All right, so uh, Brian Branch is gone. Deontay Banks is gone. Jordan Addison is gone. Okay, Chargers, Ooh. pick 21. Yeah, we got three three picks, or QJ? two picks, and then the Vikes. And Ron Johnson waiting in the wings. I could see QJ. I could see Porter or Van Ness, either one. I, I, I think I would go with Van Ness here. Or Van Ness. Yeah, let's go with Van Ness. Yeah, go ahead. Punch it. He should be gone by then, anyways. Yeah, Ravens. Right, I could reject see... that. Ravens. I could see you rejected or the DeAndre Wido. Hopkins trade. <laughs> <laughs> the, the player trades. Are That's so only for the. Funny. We're saving that for the Vikings. They're so chaotic. Right. Uh, give them uh, Quentin Johnston. Johnston off the board. Vikings Ooh. are disappointed. A lot of fans are going to be bummed. Snipe. Dalvin, Dalvin Cook. Jesus for Ayuk. Greenlaw. And... This is, fun. this is fun. I wouldn't We're going to reject it. What? Nick, Nick Chubb. Chubb. That's Definitely that's fun. We're also going to reject that. These are fun. Porter. Pick Porter. Pick Porter. We got Joey uh, Porter. I, I think you're sprinting, Slam man. Porter. I, I this think is you're a no-brainer. I think Joey you're sprinting. Porter at 23. We did it. Is there anything else on the board there that's worth even thinking about? If only just to say other names on the board for the people listening who can't see uh, the board. So yeah. Brian Brissy was there. Keely Ringo was there. Isaiah Foskey was there. Dalton Kincaid and Michael Mayer were both Cancy. there. Cancy was there. Cam Smith was there. I think uh, it really depends on your opinion of Keely Ringo. He's a somewhat polarizing player. Maybe Brian Brissy, uh based off of his like history, not his 2022. Um, but I think you would take Joey Porter. Ron Johnson on draft day. Ooh. Joining us now on the football party at 3Ron Johnson on Twitter, host of the Ron Johnson Show. Ron, it's draft day. I know you were you were thinking about what, what fit you're going to wear to the draft party tonight, to the broadcast. You're waiting for inspiration. Has it come to you yet, or are you still, uh, still thinking it through? No, I'm still thinking it through, to be honest. Uh, just uh, finalizing the, uh, I guess, draft day stuff. I got to head over to the Vikings facility. Uh, to grab some stuff from them. We're going to have two shows, I just found out. So we're doing a podcast after the draft, and then we're doing like a reaction video. Well, actually, three shows, and we're going to do a pre-draft show. Um, so just headed over there. So, no, I still haven't. Like, I think it's going to be like last minute, whatever looks at me in the closet and feels like it's going to jump. I'm going to take it. Um, definitely going comfortable shoes, though. I'll say that. I'm going with the uh, Air Max uh, 270s, most likely. It's going to be a long night. Because uh, our last hit is not until after the entire first round, so got to be comfortable at least. That's that's where I'm going. I'm going with comfort over uh, <laughs> over like some uh, Cole Hans or some Gucci loafers. I'm going with the Nikes. Like I got to go comfortable. Gonna be a late that's night strong. for sure. Got to be comfy. Uh, FanDuel Ron, our favorite uh, sports book. They've got wide receiver as the favored position the Vikings pick, and then close behind is cornerback. So given the choice between the two, wide receiver or corner, which way are you going? 
Uh, it's not a strong receiver draft to me. Um, I don't feel like it's worth going in the first round to get a receiver. When you look at past drafts, DK Metcalf, um, you know, guys like that that you can get in the second round, A.J. Brown. I mean, there's some second, T. third Higgins. round receivers, T. Higgins. Uh, even though he was like 33, though, I think he basically 33, 34, 35, something like that. He was basically a first rounder. Um, but there's so many picks that you could get in the second, third round, if they were to trade back and still get a corner in the second round, get a receiver in the third round, I think they'll be fine. I'm, I'm a fan of trading back if they can get a two and a three. Uh, I know we had uh, Jordan Reed on from ESPN. He said that he thinks Quasey's trying to get two twos for one. I don't think anybody's that dumb, but hopefully there's somebody out there that dumb. Um, but I'm, I'm guessing a two and a three maybe for a one. And uh, if, if he does that, I'd say go corner in the second round with like a Julius Brents. Um, and then, and you also still have Keely Ringo. I heard Arif talk about him. He's a freak of nature. Uh, you can't coach size and speed. Uh, he, he can press. He's very good in press man. Uh, he doesn't, he gets lost. And this is what's crazy. He gets lost in the second play. So when guys are scrambling is when he gets lost. And so I think that's something that Brian Flores can eliminate by blitzing and not allowing that extra secondary play. Um, but then also teaching him. He's a young kid too. People have to remember these guys are still young. Um, so a guy like those two guys will be there in the second round. And then when you think about third-round receivers, um, I, I just think if you think about a run-after-the-catch guy, somebody who can complement J.J. and K.J., plus Jalen Naylor. Like, let's not forget, Jalen Naylor could be a, a sneaky – because Jordan Reed threw that name out there, and I started watching back a couple plays. I'm like, you know what? If you think about the San Francisco 49ers, I saw that Brandon Ayuk possible trade. Uh, you can use Jalen Naylor the same way the 49ers use Ayuk. Um, and, and you can also think about the way um, they use the jet sweep and all that stuff, and then just find another receiver who can do that kind of stuff. I think they'd be fine. But if Joy Porter's there, I love that draft pick. If Joy Porter's there, you got to take him at 23. Like, he's a day one starter. Uh, again, dad won some Super Bowls. Uh, I know his dad because he's with the Steelers. And so, yeah, that's a kid you have to take. And I love his story. Like, his sister having special needs and always being there for him. Like, that's a kid who has it. And he's not going to come in and screw up and do some dumb stuff, uh, you know, during OTAs and minicamp. Inman, what do you got? Ron, 21 years ago, you were drafted by the Ravens pick <laughs> 123, fourth round. What was your draft experience like on draft weekend? Like, what do you remember about it? Do you got any cool memories or stories about the weekend or about getting calls from Baltimore or other teams? What sticks out to you the most? Uh, you know what? After interviewing Joey Harrington and Joey Harrington talking about uh, what he missed, I think I missed the experience. Like when I didn't get drafted where I thought I was going to get drafted, um, I began to miss the experience. I didn't, I wasn't excited anymore. I kind of was annoyed. Um, I was the ninth receiver taken. So if you do most of the drafts, the ninth receiver taken is in the second or third round. Um, we just had a slow receiver year that year because there was a ton of quarterbacks and D tackles. Like D tackles, D ends, that was the Julius Peppers year. There was a ton in the first round. And so, and corners too. Corners, Philip, Mike Rump, Philip Buchanan, Roy Williams, Ed Reed, DBs dominated our draft class. And so we only had, I think, one receiver or two receivers in the first round, or maybe three. It was uh, Ju uh, Dante Stallworth, uh, Ashley Lalee, and I'm drawing a blank on the other one, but there was one more. Um, Ashley Lalee, I know, went to Denver, Dante Stallworth. Oh, and uh, Javon Walker. Javon Walker. Uh, Florida State. And so that was our only, we only had three in the first. So when that happened, uh, a lot of teams that said, oh, yeah, we're going to get you in the second or third. They started saying, oh, we have other needs we need to take care of. The Browns did call me in the third, um, but my agent said probably not not the best situation. 
Uh, so then Baltimore told me if we trade back, we're still going to get you. Baltimore's going to get me in the third, but then they traded back to get two fourths, which they got myself and Dave Zostadl, uh punter out of Ohio. So that's what I remember most I remember is him. like yeah. I didn't enjoy it like I should have. Um, but after I was picked, not going to lie, like definitely enjoyed uh, going to buy myself a car, driving down to Baltimore, uh, picking out a house, uh, meeting my teammates. Um, definitely enjoyed that process, being out on the field. So that's what I remember most. I remember like sitting back, being worried about where I'm going to go versus just saying, you know, wherever I go, I'm going to make an impact. And I think that's what I missed out on. Still super cool, that experience. I mean, not many people get to live through that. Um, was it Ozzie Newsome? Do you remember who called you? Was he the GM for the uh, uh, Ravens at the time? Did the GM actually call you at the time? Do you remember that phone call? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was Ozzie, and then he put me on the phone with Brian, who Brian was familiar with cool. me because of his Vikings connection. So um, he, he knew me from the Gophers and so on and so forth. And so Ozzie called first, just said, hey, uh, we're going to take you a pick 123. Uh, you know, and I was, you know, and I talked to receivers coach, David Shaw, who was with, you know, Stanford's head coach. David Shaw was, oh, coach. wow. Uh, so talked to David Shaw for a little bit and then talked to Brian Billick just about, uh, you know, can't wait to get in there. And, uh, you know, and, and so I had a cool, like, even cut day experience because they bought me. I was the last person bought into the cut day meeting. And uh, me and Ed Reed were still sitting out there. And Brian was like, who's left? And, you know, the secretary told him like hey it's ed reed and ron johnson and he had both of us come in at the same time and so at that moment i'm like he's not going to cut me in front of ed reed like that would be the worst <laughs> like cut story ever to get cut in front of another teammate that's going to make the team because he's a first round pick but uh no he bought us both in and said hey i'm not gonna waste my time you guys are good to go uh you know get your new playbooks uh and so on and so forth and you know that was that was kind of a cool you know like because a lot of guys were nervous because you're sitting in there and you don't know if you're going to get cut or kept um, but for him to bring me in there with Ed Reed kind of really just took the edge off, to, you know, in that meeting, walking in. But I'm not going to lie, when I first walked in with Ed, I'm like, oh, man, I know he's not about to cut me in front of Ed Reed. Like, this is stuff you see on TV on Hard Knocks Live because I know oh, Hard man. Knocks the year before the Ravens did it. And I saw a lot of jokes and crap. So I'm like, oh, don't. I'm like, don't do no joke with me right now. It like, would it would have been so funny if that happened and you were like, man, I can't believe they're about to cut Ed Reed. That's crazy. So this was funny. <laughs> they, actually cut, they actually cut somebody that they didn't cut. Like, they cut the wrong guy. I can't, I can't remember who it was, but they told him he was cut. And so he got to his locker, was packing up. And then I think when we were, like, going to the meeting, one of the coaches hey, said, what are you doing? And he was like, oh, I'm packing up to go to the airport. He's like, dude, like, you're, you're good. Like, what are you talking about? So they had told the wow. wrong – I think there was, like, two guys with the same first name or something. So they told the wrong one. <laughs> like the wrong David. <laughs> you, you, you remember that – like, you, have you seen Fight Club? You remember that scene in Fight Club? Where he pulls the guy out of the convenience store and he's about to like redacted him, uh, and, and 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 he's like, what, "What are your dreams? What do you want to do in life?" And he's like, "Well, you better do that, otherwise I'm gonna come back around." He's like, "I just saved that guy's life. He's got a whole new lease on life. You know, every yeah, the, yeah. The, the best meal of his life is gonna be breakfast tomorrow morning." Yeah, probably like that guy a little bit, right? right? Probably. <laughs> Uh, this happened on The Bachelor one time. The guy called the wrong girl, and because he oh, made yeah, that mistake, the they just they kept both of them. I'm guessing yep. the Ravens weren't able to keep both of the players, though. <laughs> no, no. They ended up – I think they ended up cutting the other guy like a day later. So, it, it, yeah. It's oh. like when Steve Harvey yeah. called oh. the wrong Miss Universe. God, seeing that other guy yeah. on air. Or the, wrong, the Academy Awards, <laughs> wrong best picture. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean they, oh. they do tell players, you know, on cut day, hey, if you made the team – you're not safe. You know, there's still time. Right. To go. Still, yep, yep. They do tell, and work. so, but it, it still sucks. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, yeah. We had a guy that went and, like, bought a car, did all this stuff because he thought he made the team, too, and oh. same thing, he was cut. Oh, so, yeah. brutal. So, so he, he waited until cut day. He's like, oh, thank, okay, I made the team. I can actually buy this car. And then yep. and then oh. got cut. Oh, oh terrible. Yeah, yeah it doesn't oh. get easy. doesn't get easy. Yeah. Dang. Ron, what do you got? Uh, there's a lot of possible things that could happen that would be very, very exciting, but I want to know what is your, your dream. What, what's got Ron Johnson doing backflips in, in the studio that could happen tonight? What's your favorite outcome? Ah, oh, man, with five picks, that's the tough thing is like trading a third. I don't think you want to get a whole bunch of six and seven round picks. Um, so you're going to have to be very greedy and undrafted free agency. I think for the Vikings, like they're going to have to spend that 1500 maybe 2500 bucks, maybe 10,000, 12,000 bucks to get some undrafted free agents and really like pay them to come in. Um, but I honestly like draft day, I mean the Hendon Hooker thing to me, I like it. I went to sleep on it and then woke up and I'm like, please don't be a Kellen Mom 2.0 like like we got so excited about <laughs> Kellen Mom and then it was a it was just it didn't work. And so I don't but I do know Kevin O'Connell was a QB whisperer. Um, I do know that he is going to pour into the QB, whereas Mike Zimmer uh, took from the QB. Um, like, I mean, I imagine Mike Zimmer just Good being like a it. leech to quarterbacks and just sucking on them until they die. Um, <laughs> where he, you know, or, or like a, a like a like a mama bird, like he steals from the quarterbacks and feeds the DBs. Like, you know, he's like a mama bird to the DBs, where he's just he's spitting in their mouths. And then taking from the other from the other mm-hmm. guys on the team to feed his DBs. noted vampire at one hundred percent. Yeah, basically something like that, like like transference of power. I don't know. I'm not a Harry Potter guy. I don't know those shows, but like I feel like that's. But you know, Kevin no, I think you nailed a, it. If he could be a QB whisperer, yeah. um, I think Hendon Hooker. If you give him a year or two to get that knee right, be able to get healthy. I mean, you watch him again against Alabama, and that's that's the best tape because you, you're playing the best of the best. You're playing against you know Will Anderson Jr. Hendon Hooker was 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 legit. And so uh, Kirk Cousins can't think at the age of 38, 39, 40 that the Vikings still can put a ton of capital into him. Unlike Aaron Rodgers, I don't know how he's pulling this off, but a $107 million balloon payment next year, like that's ridiculous. Um, and so if you think about that, like Kirk Cousins, I hate to use that you know quote there, but you're not him. You're not that guy. Like you're not that guy, buddy. Um, so I think Kirk Cousins <laughs> should be happy with whatever he gets. And if he can be a, a steward, uh, and a leader and teach Hendon Hooker how to take over this team. I think that's – he needs to Brett Favre this thing for Aaron Rodgers 2.0 and Hendon Hooker. Like, I, I think, you know, if anybody were to be hu- humble and, and have humility and taking a quarterback under his wing, it would be Kirk Cousins. Um, so I could I could see Hendon Hooker being, like, an excitement pick. But, again, if Joy Porter Jr. is there, I'm, I'm still excited about that because now this draft – I mean, Will Anderson Jr. is now looking like he's going to go to the Texans. Uh, you, you got – uh, the Tennessee Titans talking about take, taking Anthony Richardson. I mean, there are so many rumors out there now today. I think, I think most of these GMs woke up, had breakfast, and said, "Let me screw with everybody today and just throw some names out there." Like, mm-hmm. like we're we're gonna we're gonna draft Tom Brady because he's entered his name back into the draft. Like, I don't know what's gonna happen, but uh, I, I think Hendon Hooker or Joey Porter Jr. does get me excited. Um, but I, I still think there's so many pieces to this puzzle that they need to fill. Um, they they're doing it bit by bit, but I, I honestly I feel like. This is going to be an undrafted free agent. Like, they're going to have to eat it up. Like, the Ravens did that my year. Um, and then fast forward to, what, six, seven years, they won a Super Bowl. We had 19 rookies make the team that year. 
And so I think that's where the Vikings are kind of headed. Like they're going to have to get a lot of undrafted free agents and younger guys to fill this roster out. Yeah. Arif? Um, so uh, first of all, uh, clearly Ron Johnson has his life together using mortgage terms like balloon payments. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, Luke and yeah, I don't do talk- those five one arms. Don't do a five one arm. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely. Absolutely not. Uh, Luke and I were talking about Ron Johnson metaphors. I cannot repeat the metaphor that Luke Braun used. So, Ron, I encourage you to DM Luke after the show to figure out what metaphor he used that reminded me <laughs> oh. of your storytelling because it was really phenomenal. Uh, my question, it's actually related to the metaphor that he used. My question uh, is um, about, you know, hey, so I've seen a couple of whispers slash weird, crazy mocks of the Vikings trading all the way up to number three or number four, right? Let's say they trade uh, three first-round picks and in, in, in the 2024 and 2025 second-round picks, and they grab Anthony Richardson. What are, you, what, are your, what are your feelings on that? What are your thoughts? Uh, good luck. That's 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 my feelings on that. Good luck with keeping your jobs. Um, I I don't I don't feel like that's the answer. Um, it sounds cool to do to mortgage your t- your team for maybe a possible future QB, but the difference in leveraging and mortgaging your team, like the Jets, for instance, you're getting Aaron Rodgers, you got uh, Allen Lazard, and you got what a top five defense. That's why you do that. You got Brees Hall, you got the rookie offensive rookie of the year. That's why you do that. I don't feel like you do that when you're uh, what competitive rebuild. We're calling this, right? You yeah. can't mortgage your future with a competitive rebuild. Um, the Jets can do that because honestly, if the Jets win a Super Bowl, they don't care if their team like gets snapped by Thanos. Like they really don't at that point. Like we saw New York, they just won a series, and they're flooding the streets of New York. So clearly, New York is like, look, let's just get us the Super Bowl. Uh, we'll figure out the rest later. I mean, if they're willing to pay Aaron Rodgers 107 million in 2024. That's half of the freaking salary cap just about. So, I mean, I, I don't know what the Jets are going to do. Uh, I don't know what fairy dust that Robert Sala has, but they're going to have to figure that out. So, no, I, I, would not, I would not be excited the Vikings did that. That's way too much for an unproven college kid that has the 6'4", 6'5", you know, 244 frame, 4'3 speed. But what are you going to get out of that? Are you getting a, a, a Ryan Leaf? Are you you getting a, a Marcus? What is it? A Jamarcus Russell? Like, what are you getting out of that? You know, and that's what I'd be careful of. Ron Johnson will have reaction to the Vikings activity tomorrow morning on the Locked On Sports Minnesota Roundtable. Make sure you don't uh, make sure you don't miss that. Uh, you can follow Locked On at Locked On Min as well, or at Three Ron Johnson on Twitter. Thanks so much, Ron. Can't wait to see your coverage tonight. Appreciate it. All right. Good stuff as always with Ron. Uh, let's outline our coverage plans before we get out of here. So tonight, Luke Braun, you'll be live on Locked On Vikings all the way through the first round. Then we'll have live reaction here on Locked On Sports Minnesota. Luke Inman will join for that. I'll be there from the facility from TCO Performance Center. And uh, then we'll do it all again on Friday. More reaction on Locked On Sports Minnesota, including Luke Inman working the YouTube shorts for instant reaction to every Minnesota Vikings pick. And Luke Braun at Locked On Vikings with extensive analysis there as well. Arif Hassan, you'll have it from the national perspective. Uh, give the Vikings some love, though. Don't be too hard on the Vikings when they take uh, Mo Ibrahim with their first-round pick. Um, How could I possibly can, be mad at that pick? And you can find his work <laughs> at profootballnetwork.com. Uh, guys, we made it. 
Thank you all to our everydayers for sticking with us through this off-season portion. We're now at the draft. Thanks so much for watching, listening. You've been great. All the feedback we've gotten has been awesome. And uh, all the provocative takes now, they come to fruition tonight. For Luke Inman, Luke Braun, Arif Hassan, I'm Sam Ekstrom. It's draft day. Enjoy the night, and we'll talk to you next time on the Minnesota Football Party. 